This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOFD, you'll be all set when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOFD. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 or older and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, folks. Welcome to Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. Uh, unfortunate topic that we're feeling uh, rushed to record in the middle of the night with uh, rumors coming out about a possible Chuck Clark trade. Uh, joining me today to talk about this is Coach DC. Coach, how you doing? You know him as All22 Cuts on hey, Twitter. Thank you for having me, man. Appreciate it. Even though, like I awesome. said, it is an unfortunate topic. Yeah, neither of us wants to wants to see this come to fruition, I don't think, or certainly not without the proper value involved. Uh, let's talk about what the Ravens have already with Chuck Clark here. And uh, sad to see an opportunity for you know a lot more dime snaps potentially quarter mm-hmm. snaps 
big nickel snaps when the Ravens do not have a great supply of quality inside linebackers and certainly from a coverage perspective. No, I, I agree. I mean, he's obviously very versatile. Um, on my channel, I've documented some of the issues in terms of eye discipline, but overall a huge net positive for to have Chuck Clark on the field. And when you package him together with Marlon Humphrey again, Marcus Peters, Williams, mm-hmm. and then also Kyle Hamilton. And I haven't even mentioned, you know, obviously Brandon Stevens, uh, we've got a great coverage OLB in Tyus Bowser when he does return. And if you ask him to cover it a curl flat or something in a zone drop, mm-hmm. there's so much versatility there when you have Chuck Clark on the field. And he has a lot of experience. He's played, to me, he's played so many snaps against so many different teams that he's seen a lot. You know, you get, there's a cumulative yeah. effect, you know, you know. He's definitely moved around a lot. I mean, in 2019, I often make the point, he had the greatest dime year ever by any Raven. And that's saying a lot because the Ravens have had an incredible quality set of dimes. They've always believed in rotating uh, at that weak side linebacker spot or almost always believed in rotating in a dime back at that at that uh, uh, spot. They had a, a dry spell during the Dean Pease era. But Corey Harris, um, Chad Williams were great dime backs. Anthony Levine in 2018. And you know they had guys in between like Nakamura uh, who were effective. I'm, I'm forgetting some names here. Ralph Staten, if you go back far enough. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it's been a <laughs> it's been a great run of Dimebacks, and I, Clark is the best of them all. And he, he did it in 2019 when they played the most snaps of Dime they ever played. Yeah, there's so many things he fits. He does fit with our current inside linebacker structure because, and I'm a huge Josh Bynes fan, but I have to admit that on third downs, you know, he's he's going to be off the field a lot. And uh, you know, we have to admit it as well that, you know, there are some coverage issues sometimes with Patrick Queen. So having, <laughs> yes, <laughs> having, having, you know, Clark, the ability to step into the box in 2019, which you're referencing, I like to call it a five, one. Some people call it a three, three, whatever you want to call it. You know, him walking into the box allowed us to play that dime look, with him at inside backer, which is what, you know, it's what you're calling it. Um, Terminology-wise, maybe a little different for me, but he gave you the versatility. He can play man on running backs, can play, play man on tight ends. Unfortunately, it seems like how well Brandon Stevens played last year in stretches in that role has kind of maybe um, shown the Ravens, hey, we can we can move on from Chuck Clark because we have a guy, you know, who can do some of that. And I think that's kind of gone unmentioned so far. We're talking about who they're going to trade for. We're talking about the other safeties that we have. Brandon Stevens showed last year he can step in and play the box. That guy made plays on the other side of the line of scrimmage too. Um, Stevens has some qualities as a downhill player. I, I'm not enamored with him as a coverage player, and he didn't have a good year in terms certainly of opposing passer rating. When not against receivers at all, no. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I honestly believe that the, the deal with Brandon Stevens, and let's we'll, we'll refocus on Chuck Clark in just a second. But we love organic tangents here. Uh, the, the issue with Stevens is finding him one position and letting him play there. Mm-hmm. So if you want him to play slot corner, that's fine. He, that might be his position. If you want to play outside corner, he's certainly got the size for it. I think he's got the speed for it. Uh, certainly, he's got the size to play press man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the question is, you know, is that really where you want him? And he moved around so much at SMU. Let's find him one spot and not screw with him in a way that, that, that yeah. messes him up the way it seems to have happened with Patrick Queen. It definitely happened with Michael Orr in the past and others we could think of. He was in so many spots last year. You're hitting on mm-hmm. you know, an issue that I mentioned in a video I did on, um, on Brandon Stevens maybe a week and a half or two weeks ago, that he was asked to do so many things. And it's going to be interesting if we get you know, a guy like Bradbury in return. I'm not trying to you know, jump the gun here on mm-hmm. you. But if we get a guy like Bradbury in return, well, 
now Marlon might be moving inside. So it doesn't really, it, from one standpoint, it may not really help Brandon Stevens get on the field a whole lot more, you know, uh, uh, in, the, in that role as a slot mm-hmm. guy. You know, he may be on the field as a too high safety guy. And I did, I said this in the video, I thought the further that Brandon Stevens moved away from the line of scrimmage, the less the effective worst. he was in coverage. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I think I, I don't like that. I, I much prefer Geno Stone to play the back back end half field role or even the back uh, the back end occasional single high or rotating robber looks down into the box. Uh, I, I much prefer that for for Stone than I do mm-hmm. for Stevens, honestly. And I, I, the other guy who's not mentioned in this is Tony Jefferson, because mm-hmm. Jefferson certainly has the size and physicality. You know, obviously came to the Ravens years ago with an incredible yep. reputation as a run defender, but he can step in right for your Mike linebacker. Yep. And if you're really concerned about the opponent running on third and four, Jefferson is a significant deterrent to that. Yep. So, uh, you know, you have a, a good amount of third and medium downs where he can really help you in that short zone. And it can also help make sure the quarterback doesn't get away and yep. a whole bunch of other things. So uh, I, I, I like what Tony Jefferson could bring to this team. This team is just it's it's very rich with safeties right now. Yes. Uh, I kind of consider Ardarius Washington a slot corner at this yep. point and not a safety. He's solid. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so I, many I, options. You know, sorry to interrupt you. There's. So there, as a Ravens fan, like, yeah, yeah, we're not. No one will be enamored with getting rid of Chuck Clark early. Mm-hmm. Guys, he's a classy guy, you know, undrafted or six round pick. Which one was it? Six, six round pick. So you know, you have you have a, a story of a guy who succeeds when you know he wasn't expected to by so many experts, and even the Ravens obviously passed on him at least five times to pick him in the sixth. Mm-hmm. But even still, someone who's made a success story of it is out of his career, hopefully generated you know uh, generational wealth for his family. We don't want to get rid of that guy. Having said that, we have no bad option in terms of the DB group here. We really don't. We keep Chuck Clark. We've got versatility, you know, across the board with everyone. To me, it's possible the Ravens are saying we're a little defi- – I don't want to say deficient at corner, but we don't have as much depth at corner as it may appear. Yeah, we just drafted two good guys. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I like both of those guys. But Bradbury's a proven guy, and we may be saying we'd like to tag him along with Peters and Humphrey. And, and have another strong slot corner going, you know, kind of co-sign on what you said a couple of minutes ago about Brandon Stevens, maybe not being your best option as a slot cover corner, especially against receivers. I think he does well against tight ends well enough, but even in this, in the Steelers game last year up in Pittsburgh, it showed covering receivers in the slot. We had some issues. Yeah. I mean, I, there's, there's so many options for who can cover the slot because Kyle Hamilton yeah. Will be a fantastic slot yeah. coverage option uh, in terms of your tight end. So the t- other team goes to twelve personnel. Put Clark on the back end as it stands right now. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, it, 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 you can also have Clark in the box. The other thing I love about Kyle Hamilton on the back end is uh, it gives you the good type of safety versatility. So safety versatility mm-hmm. normally when it's talked about to me is kind of a BS way to say we've got a bunch of strong safeties and no free right. safety. Right. But this team now has a free safety certifiably in Marcus Williams and they have another free safety. Yep. And that's the good kind of versatility versatility. Yeah, I like and that's the you said you watched one of the Twitter breakdowns I did on Hamilton. It's so difficult to try to package some of those into like a little 2-minute video because mm-hmm. there's so many such a varied group of skill or varied amount of skills that he demonstrates. It's like, right. you've got to aggregate them into, okay, let me talk about this skill for two minutes. And one of them that he can certainly do is play middle of the field, free safety. You know, that were there some routes, some times where I saw Hamilton take, uh, take the, I used to say, take the bait 
you know, and take a, an 18-yard route and then leave over the top. Well, Cincinnati almost hit him. Uh, of course, Notre Dame lost that game to Cincinnati. Cincinnati almost hit him with like a 50-yard touchdown pass. It was dropped in the end zone. Great coverage by the corner. But Hamilton essentially dropped, or jumped an underneath route. Does he, is he going to do that? Well, sh- yeah, absolutely he is. Like, he's, what is he, 22 years old? He's going to do that, you know? It's, I, I still will take it because playing your reads generally as a free safety is exactly how you overcome speed deficiencies. And right. He plays much faster. Oh my God, yes. Than, than his 40 time. Uh, and and yeah. what it is, I mean, you know, the interception against Florida State where he ran all the way across the field to make that oh, play wow. is like, that is like Ed Reed against Peyton Manning. Yes. Uh, literally did. in terms of, of taking the wrong path and then going back the right way. He, did, he didn't actually do that, but he made the mm-hmm. read from so far away that it was unreal. It was a, did unreal you see the one? Did you see the, um, I think it was a fourth and one and Florida State lined up in, I guess it would be like 12 personnel. Something like that. Every, it was a condensed formation. Everybody was in tight. And Hamilton is the safety to the field side. Now, he's lined up, like, stacked over the tackle at, like, eight yards. But he's clearly reading the back. The back mm-hmm. is to the field. And they run the back Almost out. Almost like into, a, a goal line play, Yes, it looked like. And Hamilton, the safety from the other side of the field, is able to get there and impact the running back as the ball arrives. Ball pops in the, up in the air. Someone else intercepts mm-hmm. it. As, in, as impressive as that interception you were mentioning was. And it certainly was. Yeah. And other people way better than me at Breaking Hell Film have documented it. But that one caught my eye because it was like, wow, he recognizes the situation. It's four for one. They're probably not going deep here. I'm, go- I'm reading the back. From, and from the other side of the field, I'm going to impact the play into the flats to the boundary. That was, that was amazing. So, you know, having that guy and Marcus Williams here, yeah, it might be one of the, one of the hands that pushes Chuck Clark out the door, unfortunately. Well, he, he certainly makes um... – uh, a number of outrageous plays, and he's go- he's going to be, he, I, I you know I, I hesitate to call anybody Ed Reed, but he's going to have that kind of it can impact a run, a short pass, a long pass, a robbing in the box. It yeah. could be uh, he, could, he could impact a whole bunch of different plays. You know, another thing I'm, I think we're going to see from Hamilton is great second man to the ball skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, we've seen a little bit of that in college. I think we could see a lot more. And and he, he could both be a creator as the first man for a guy who's second yeah, in the ball yeah, yeah. or be second man. So all those things. Let's go back to Chuck Clark for a minute because yeah, that's man. what we're really trying to get at here. And, and Chuck, um, uh, certainly we, we talked a little bit about what a great career he had here. And, and uh, you know, certainly he's got the green dot now. It's exactly where the Ravens want the green dot. Mm-hmm. They do not want it in another position, in my opinion, with the current personnel because – they're inside linebackers. They want the versatility to get them mm-hmm. off the field. Yep. Yeah, there's going to be times where if, if it was – and I don't understand the structure. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie to you. You know, can you have it on a guy who's going to be off on third downs? I don't think you can, right? No. You have to yes, – you know, Green Dot is absolutely – it can only be held by four positions effectively. Right. And I know you know this, but we've we got to tell the folks who are on the call with us. Uh, so there's – the weak side linebacker can right. have it if he's on the field all day. The mic can have it yep. or either your two safeties. You can't have an outside linebacker, defensive right. lineman, right. or a corner for positioning purposes have it. So it, it has to be one of those four. And the Ravens have finally found the magic formula after years of always having it at mic. They mm-hmm. finally found the magic formula that, hey, we can replace our safety or sorry, our inside linebackers as we with want, a safety, right? With a safety. If if you and, and, and have none on the field for some plays, uh, which they've done. And and uh, and they and they had certainly had the opportunity to do more of it with the huge core of safeties they have this year. To Unreal. Do yeah. Yeah. Four on four safeties on and no inside linebackers on. Yeah. And it, it, I, I just don't see a way they move the green dot from there. So I think I, my guess is Hamilton is the obvious choice for the green dot. If he could uh, be. Could be. Yeah, it's gonna, 
it's going to be tough if you know to have a guy like Marcus Williams is going to be playing middle of the field free safety. I it think that will be just too difficult to do. You know, I don't know who the other option is. Brandon Stevens not going to be on enough. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if they're if they were going to play, I have seen Mike McDonald play base defense when they played Michigan State. You know, and, and we're just talking about Mike McDonald's defense now. Of course, he's only bringing one player with him. I guess two, number twelve, the undrafted free agent inside linebacker. I forget his last name, Josh something. He's he's there in camp right now too. I saw him against Michigan State play base defense a lot against 12 personnel. And then when, when he got 11 personnel, I mean, he was in base defense some, but we, in, in the NFL, obviously, you're going to be in your nickel. Nickel, oh, yeah. He's, he's, you, you could see McDonald be in the nickel a lot, and that's what, that's what the Cleveland Browns do. And the, the Bengals spend a lot of time in nickel as well. And if you have a plethora of safeties, and if, or if Bradbury comes on, let's say Chuck Clark's gone, and Bradbury comes on, Marlon moves inside, you know, I don't, I don't know where Hamilton plays everywhere. Well, I guess. <laughs> the point of clarification would be if, if you're facing 12, then you can go with a big nickel because you can, you can certainly have three right. safeties on the field, a safety opposite the flex tight end. What usually would be a flex tight end. Usually yeah. when 12 personnel, it's not two inline guys. It can be. Um, if you, if you uh, have 11 personnel, almost no team currently would put three safeties on the field and two corners, but the Ravens, if they, if faced with, a larger kind of a slower slot receiver or even a larger, mm-hmm. slower outside receiver, you know, Kelvin Benjamin, what he was a few years ago for Cincinnati. He's yeah, I guess he's a little slower. So I, yeah, I still think he's got some quickness at the top of the route that I wouldn't be too happy about facing, but Hamilton could face him in the slot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so, so you could, you could do things like that. You could even face Clark, have him or, or go to his own defense. This team is, made oh my god are they set up to play cover three defense Mm -hmm. uh very good zone traits and having hamilton underneath in zone i think would be is going to be very effective for the ravens uh having hamilton over the top would be great too he's instinctive you know he and like you said a couple of minutes ago he's you know the four six thing now that you're in camp that's out that doesn't matter it doesn't matter at all he's got a burst and when and he recognizes things well um, I contend that he looks in the backfield too often, but you know he he will be that will be coached out of him. All young players do that, and he's got a bad habit in man to man defense. Honestly, of you know looking back at the quarterback when he should be trying to stay in phase with her. He's already in phase. Great coverage with the receiver, and then his head will look back at the quarterback, and then he, of course he loses connection with the receiver. That'll be coached out of him as well. We're, we've got a special talent, and, and no, we have you know, nobody spends any time talking about Marcus Williams. You've got a you've got a top yeah. five free safety in the NFL that we never spend time talking about. It's unbelievable. Well, I think one of the things that'll be great about Hamilton as an underneath guy is he presents such a huge physical presence mm-hmm. uh, that the quarterbacks will be a little bit frightened to throw past him in zone and uh, he, he'll have to read where the routes are going the way our inside linebackers have not been mm-hmm. able to do the last few years. He'll have to have a kind of a real good understanding spatially of how that's working. But, but I think he'd be great at that. And uh, a lot of what you're talking about, the problems with him looking in the backfield go away when he's on the back end of cover three. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I know it, it was, it was dependent on the coverage with Notre Dame as well. There was, I even mentioned it um, in my discord a couple of nights ago to a guy, we were watching Cal Hamilton film together. Mm-hmm. And I said, look, this, this coverage here, he's looking at the number two receiver, which is what he should quote, should be looking at. Mm-hmm. And then, then there were times where he was clearly looking in the backfield. So I think they were very multiple with him at Notre Dame. And you do that whenever you have a great player, a great player is capable of doing more. Okay, so let's get back to Chuck Clark because we really got to talk about this. So we've talked about the various the various players that have been mentioned 
as far as the Chuck Clark trade. Right. It's hard for me to imagine how these guys all fit, but let's talk about each of them. The Giants have a cornerback they're trying to get rid of. That's Bradbury. He's got a $13.4 million base salary this next year. Uh, overpaid, has a void year after that that, the, that right. the Giants will have to pick up. He has other prorated bonus the Giants have to pick up. But with $13.4 million, I don't know how they can expect to trade him. He had an unexceptional coverage year last year. Last year, right. You, yeah. So so it, two years ago, he was pretty good. In 20, he was good. Uh, it, it's I, I don't think the Ravens would really love to pick this guy up. It's another outside corner to add to a stable of a lot of aircraft carriers that they have. Mm-hmm. What the Ravens really lack right now, and I thought they'd go to the veteran market for, is a quality slot corner. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a guy who who has the speed to cover the whip route, the change of direction skills more, but I right. mean the speed. Uh, Ardarius Washington might be that guy uh, because you, you you really need someone with more change of direction than than raw forty time, which mm-hmm. is not his strength. But uh, but he might not be. Also, I mean, he might just not be the only guy they want to be depending on for a year. They they might go out and try and find somebody else. What do you think? Yeah, I think our Darius Washington showed a lot in camp last year. We were all really excited about mm-hmm. him. Um, I don't remember preseason snaps from him, to be honest with you, but I know that he showed a lot of ability. I think as Ravens fans, me personally, we're going to have to retrain our brain a little bit sometimes because we're – I know me. I'm always thinking about man-to-man defense, and Mike McDonald's going to be versatile. So, mm-hmm. whoever, you know, whoever those guys are on the slot corners, like you said, they're going to have to be able to cover guys who can do those shake routes or, you know, I call them China out or China in. People call them whip route, whatever. Same yep. concept. You know, it, they're going to have to be able to – they're going to play some man. They're clearly going to play some man. Mike McDonald did play some man. He liked cover two a lot. He liked cover two in rushing five, which is going to be difficult to do in the NFL with a lot of the, quote, modern concepts that people do, releasing the back and stuff like that. Um, I, I would love to see Brandon Stevens get an opportunity, to be honest with you. I thought he showed last year that he had some ability. I think covering Mandem, to me, there's going to be some giveaway sometimes, depending on who's the, who's on the field. If it's Stevens, that kind of tells you it's probably zone. You know what I mean? If he's lined up over a receiver. Yeah, that, first of all, that's not good. I, I don't want that. I don't want to be put in a position where my personnel gives away my yeah, yeah, yeah. my manner zone. So I, let's, let's we need to start stick for a minute or two here with the players that Clark could be traded for. Bradbury's so, tough, obviously. I mean, now I did see where Tampa. I looked at the game by game charts. According to if you trust the data that you get, Tampa. Bay, I always look at Brady. I always look at Brady, and and Tampa Bay targeted him sixteen times, apparently. Mm-hmm. I guess he was targeted 10 times in week two. I can't remember who the team was that the Giants played. I mean, who watches the Giants? You know, Bradbury apparently has a great reputation, but the, what's the rationale that they're moving on from him? I mean, he's a, he's a big contract number and they need the space, I think might be the biggest. And, and right. if, if that's the issue, then I don't know that the Ravens are a team that can really help them. Where exactly. The position is not that good. Exactly. Let's talk about the other players involved here and then maybe come back to talk about, hey, what would kind of make sense. Kadarius Tony has been a name mm-hmm. mentioned that the Giants are looking to move on from. I'm not exactly sure what the problems are that would lead to this because Kadarius Tony is cheap as hell. Yes. One year into a four-year deal with a fifth-year option. So, you know, a guy who's just drafted last year, didn't have a terrible rookie year by any stretch. And let me bring up his stats here for a minute. But, you know, had a decent catch rate, uh, decent yards per target. wasn't great. But then, you know, who's throwing him the football is part of the problem. Yeah, their offense uh, was terrible. I mean, it makes people miss extremely athletic. You know, he I think he provides something that we – don't have a ton of, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. We have some, we have really talented players. We have playmakers on offense, but who do we have that's going to catch the ball and then make one or two people miss? And Kadarius Tony does that. He had a great game against Dallas last year. I did a video on that maybe three weeks mm-hmm. ago. 
Um, unfortunately, I think he got thrown out of that game at the end of the game. Cheap salary structure, like you said. Very athletic. A guy that you have to have a good defender on if you're playing man. You can't put a bum on a guy like – and you can't put a bum on anybody in the NFL. But Kadarius sure. Tony, Kadarius Tony can make people miss and makes big plays. Um, I, th- I would be excited to acquire a guy like that for this offense. They're certainly looking – I think it's obvious they're looking to acquire someone at receiver. It, it may be um, – maybe tells you what our next move is or is not going to be if we go out there and get Bradbury versus K- uh, Kadarius Tony, It could tell you what's coming or what is not coming in terms of person- the next personnel move. I mean, one of the things that it would, it would kind of tell me if they, if they acquire Bradbury is they're not going to have a lot of money left to spend. Because, yeah. uh, you know, I, the Giants would have to I, – I don't see any way the Giants get out of that entire Bradbury contract as is. I think they'd have to eat restructure it, to, it yeah. to eat some of it, yeah. It, with, with Tony, I mean, his salary the next three years, uh, $1.29 million, $1.91 million, $2.53 million. I mean, it's, it's cheap as hell. They're not going to trade him without similarly right. getting value – for their already spent prorated bonuses, they'll have to eat about five point five million in prorated bonuses if they wow. if they take that. So it's it, to, to me, it may that may be the trade that would make sense as Tony and Bradbury both go for Clark kind of thing, and right. and it would be a that would be certainly a very big trade. The Ravens you know do need a, have a need at wide receiver. I still wouldn't be real excited about it, but the Ravens, I guess they have other options at safety mm-hmm. that are almost as good. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, it, I think the thing that it would create, if you ask me, we have, we would have, and I, and I love Chuck Clark. He's been a mm-hmm. great Raven. You know, there's those, those guys that you think of, you know, five years from now and you, and your brain thinks Chuck Clark's a Raven, even if he does go mm-hmm. to the giants or some, but look, it makes sense for him to go to the giants. They got Wake Martindale. Chuck knows the system. Chuck would immediately step in. So for the giants, the value they're getting isn't just Chuck Clark. If you ask me, it just isn't just the player. There's a little bit of an exponential, you know, increase in the value that they get. If you ask me. I mean, they're getting the defensive captain of the team right away. I mean, that's a mm-hmm. that's a that's a big thing to plug in. And it, you just look at what happened when he took over the Green Dot in 2019. The defense was mm-hmm. transformed. Yep. I mean, they they immediately. You saw what happened in week two. A lot of this was with Owasso had the had the Green yeah, Dot yeah, initially, yeah. and then Weddle had it briefly, and then they gave it to Jefferson for one game effectively. But but the it, the, the defense really never settled down until Chuck Clark got the Green Dot, yep. and then they reeled off 12 straight wins. Unreal, and yeah. That, yeah, it's just it's it was really special. We would, I mean, we would be losing a lot. Don't get me wrong. I think I think that there should be some serious. I think it's obvious there is serious consideration that's happening. It's possible they've already even notified Chuck. Hey, we may be moving. I've heard the Eagles as well, uh, but you know the Giants. I think makes the most sense because the, the Giants are going to be the team that would value Chuck Clark the most. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony, you know whether it's with Wink whether, there, yeah, yeah, whether it's Slayton or Tony, I, I don't know. I'll be, I'll be honest with you, I don't know as much about Slayton as Tony. Slayton, I would not consider a valuable trade chip at all. First mm-hmm. of all, he makes two two point five four million this year, so he's he's had the same kind of um, what do you call it escalators already thrown in there that Ben right. Powers has for playing time, right? And he hasn't he hasn't done anything in three years. So he's he last year in fact he had a, a 40, less than a forty five percent catch rate and five point eight yards per target. That's not something you trade at all for. I mean, you wouldn't want that salary at that level. If 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 the Ravens were going to make that trade, I'd say you trade Ben Powers straight up for him. Mm. I that's, like your, that's the trade you make. I like what you said, and it makes total sense to me. A couple of minutes ago, you know, Bradbury and Tony, kind of kind of mm-hmm. like if you're the Giants, your sell is, hey, you you take this guy 
off our hands, Bradbury, the high salary. Right. And then we give you this guy as well, the extremely talented portion of it. You know, it's kind of like mm-hmm. eating your veg- vegetables and then eating your steak. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, we've got to give up Chuck. Under no circumstance would I want to be the team that gives up a pick. And I don't think that's probably been discussed at all. Um, I would I would love to see a talent like Kadarius Tony though. I mean, you know, having said that, you we, you know, offensively, we we would love for Duvernay to get more more opportunities to touch the ball. We would love for Tyler Wallace and James Prochet. It would be unfortunate if we go out there and get a guy, you know, who is another playmaker. It still kind of keeps those guys in the same spot in the depth chart they were last year anyway. Right. Yeah. It's uh, it, it, it should be an opportunity for those guys this year. And, mm-hmm. and the Ravens are at a point where they need to find out what they have. In fact, they're really past that point, honestly, yes. but, it, but, but it would be good if they found out this year. Prochet is, is still only a, now Prochet is a third year player, isn't he? Third year, third year. Yep. Yeah, him and no, Duke just... second are, are both in the same year, right? All, both entering their third year. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, so that's not, it's already too late, honestly, to find out what those guys are. If, sometimes if you find out mm-hmm. early in a player's third year, like with Chuck Clark, you can uh, re-sign him to a long-term deal that year. Right. Uh, but I don't, I just don't expect him to have that kind of an immediate impact that the Ravens will know right away. Yeah. This is a guy we want to keep. Yeah. I think of it, no. and I mentioned it sometimes like, like a ladder and, and, you know, we've, we've removed one of the rungs. We've removed one of the steps, Marquise Brown. You know, you can talk about, for semantics purposes, if you want to say he was the second rung or the third rung behind Bateman, whatever you want to say, we've removed one of those rungs. Somebody's got to replace it. Uh, Duvernay, Prochet, Wallace, could they move up a rung? Yeah, the problem is Kadarius Tony is not going to be the sixth. Talent-wise, he's not going to be the number six guy in that rung. Just no, he moves in at the top. Talent. Yeah, yeah, and, and we've got receiving talent. Yeah. Sorry, Ken. we got receiving talent like Kohler and Isaiah Likely coming in, too. So there's a lot of talent. There's a, It's a good problem to have, right? It's a better problem mm-hmm. to have than we had in the last you know six, eight weeks of, of the 2021 season, certainly. All right. Well, we'll see how this works out. Obviously, neither of us too too excited about getting rid of Chuck Clark. I still think there's a lot of value be to derive from having him for the next two years. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, one of the things that seems to have happened is Twitter. He's he's changed some things about his Twitter profile page. Yeah, um, that are a little bothersome. So uh, something may already be being discussed here. Yeah. seems like it is. It seems like that's what's happening. Um, and I, I'm, I don't pretend to be familiar with it, but I'm quite sure with the Ravens organization and how professional they are, that they would let someone like Chuck Clark know that they're not just going to, they're not just going to let him know, Hey, we just traded you that there's going to be. And now granted, at least it's, at least it's in the I-95 corridor. So Chuck Clark doesn't have to move to like, you know, Chicago or something like that. Well, it's, I mean, it'd be moving to New York, so it's a big change. But, but anyway, mm-hmm. the, the, I, I agree they probably would let him know that they're having those discussions. Chuck Clark probably has had discussions since the draft occurred, obviously, mm-hmm. about, hey, you know, what's my future? You'd want to know that. Any, right. I mean, anybody in the business environment ever had somebody, you know, 10 years younger and talented come in working next to them, right. uh, you know, that gets hired in. You, you want to know what your future is all of a sudden. Yep. I mean, you know, it's, it's just natural. I'm so, quite sure they gave him that courtesy and, and level of professionalism. And that could be, you know, where the tweet this evening or earlier, you know, Friday night came from. Hopefully, yeah, this is important. We're, we're recording this uh, Saturday morning at 1.30 in the morning right now. So we're, we're, we're on top of the news, sort of, but we may also be behind it because, yes. uh, you know, by the time this gets out there, uh, what I, we've, we've talked about is that uh, if this doesn't make it, uh, which or if it yeah. makes it and then it becomes old news too quickly, we'll do another show quickly to analyze yeah, the trade that was made. Yeah, man, absolutely.
Coach, great having you on the show. Uh, tell folks where they can find your work. Well, I'm on YouTube and I'm on Twitter, um, all 22 films on YouTube. My Twitter handle is a little bit different because I created it for my initial YouTube channel, which the name has since changed. Um, but that's the two places you can find me right now. I don't really see any benefit in other social media platforms at this time. Uh, so appreciate you letting so me come on the show and give a little one shout One more time. Out. It's at all 22 films or what is it? At all 22 films. Yep. Okay. Terrific. All right, Coach, great having you on. Other people out there, if you're looking to be on a film study short, I'd love to have you. This is kind of open mic time of the year. So if you want to talk about a particular topic or you have a passion for it, analytics in particular, but if, and if it's just a roster building or a uh, you know other scheme uh, thing you want to describe, I'm happy to talk to you. Hit me up at the DM on Twitter. They're always open. Uh, Coach, thanks again for coming on. Yeah, man, thank you. It was a good time. Appreciate it. I'm a late night person too, so this worked perfect, Ken. You guys do a great job, too. Thank you. You really, you know, really appreciate it. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time on Film right, Study. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.